This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Good morning, everybody. Presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, listen. What a game. It's only taken about 25 years, but they look like they're ready. <laughs> why Why throw slight? Uh, I'm telling you the truth, man. Why it's taken them a minute, but they look good. You don't think they look good? They look real. Who is that? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. Oh, yeah, solid. I mean, they played on the road, trap game. They did their job. Got out of there with a W. What else she can complain about? You know, yeah. tell me that the the, the head coach called the I mean bad, bad clock management. Is that what we're getting ready to start? Yeah, try no. to nit, try yeah. to nitpick and no. find a reason to complain. No, that's about later it. in the show. That's later in the show. I mean, I to, to, they to, look like the real. They they're the real deal, man. To me, for so long, obviously, New England had a guy who won all those close games, right? But you look at what Dak did. Third and twenty, what was it? To get him in field goal range, twenty-five, and he he was good for about twenty-two of those yards right there. They kicked the field goal, and then even in overtime, there was a second and nine. He picks up the first down. Mm-hmm. Like now, Dallas, like the guy that that the Patriots used to have, a guy like that, Dallas now has. But Dak's been doing this since he entered the league, though. Some version of it. A- they just haven't been able to put wins together other than his rookie year. They haven't been able to compile these wins like this. They haven't been able to go on the road to a hostile environment like a New England, even though New England has a young quarterback, but they still got a coaching staff that, you know, for the most part, are going to coach these guys up to the best of their ability. Um, but Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. There's no, there's a reason he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league because no. he does this on a weekly basis. I, I, it feels, it feels like it's just a juxtaposition of the different teams, right? When games will get close, those are games back in the day. The Patriots, they always won. And those were games back in the day that you felt like the Dallas Cowboys Figure out always lost, yeah. right? Now it's role reversed, and you have the Dallas Cowboys that you just felt when the game went to overtime, I was like, okay, I just feel like Dallas is going to win. I do. I do, too. I just felt like it. I, and in that I, last I, play to CeeDee Lamb, <laughs> Lamb over the top, man, just the waving goodbye, like, that just, like that's the swag that Dallas has this year. It's just different. Yeah, as long as the bottom doesn't fall out, I think a lot of people was expecting once New England got up and you started looking at it, you were thinking, okay, the Dallas, here we go again. This is what the yeah. Cowboys are built. And, you know, I, I, I figured that beginning of the week that they would go into it in a trap situation because you're the better team. You're going into Foxborough, which, you know, they're okay, but you're a much better team than them. You can fall asleep. And then early on, it, it felt like that. But then as time went by and you got late into the fourth quarter, you certainly could see that Dallas was probably, if they go into overtime, was going to come this out with a win. This is what's crazy. See, I'm glad we're talking about this, the feeling that you get, right? Mm-hmm. When you see Patriots have a chance to go 3-3 three and three, and then Dallas would be 4-2, and two, and that's kind of like the league, right? Instead of 5-1 and one and 2-4. and four. 
And when Mac Jones beat, he went right at Diggs, right after the interception, went right at him, long completion. That's when I didn't know. That's when I thought, wait a minute, what's going to happen here? Right, I, I, the the way things work out, Dallas not going to go five and one, and and the Patriots are going to go two and four. Much more likely four and two, three and three. They're at home. It's time Belichick's got to find some wins. The way I say Tomlin's got to find some wins for Dak to take over in that situation. The field, like put him in field goal range, but also that pass in who was that too? I'm trying to remember. It may have also been Ceedee Lamb. I don't remember the second and nine in it's overtime. I'm not sure. It was second and nine in overtime, and Dak had a, picked up a big chunk play. And and those are the kind of plays that usually, you know, those are the kind of plays when you have a quarterback who can do that in those moments. Those are the kind of teams that win championships. Yeah, that, that that's why it's important when you look at some of the other quarterbacks around the league that have struggled late in games where their teams wind up losing them because they not, they're not able to do – what Dak was able to do on third and 25. Third and 25, you find CeeDee Lamb over the middle. Now, all of a sudden, there's a different situation. Now, you can it's manageable. Do we go for it on fourth down? Do we kick the field goal? What do we do? And he put them in that situation by doing that. CeeDee Lamb climbed the ladder, went up and got the ball, and then they wind up going in overtime. It just feels like two things that people have to get used to, that it just takes a minute to recalibrate your brain, is that, well, the first one doesn't. Dak is definitely in the MVP conversation. We talk a lot about Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about him today, Kyler Murray. But Dak is in that conversation. And then that this team is a legitimate contender to win the whole damn thing. I mean, when we were talking about quarterbacks last week, Key, what was conspicuous to me is you said, here's a category of guys who are just different. Like you had Lamar in his own category. I asked you about Kyler. He said, yeah, you could put him kind of with him there. And it was C.D. Lamb. The second and nine was also to C.D. Mm. Lamb. I mean, by the way, it helps to have an outstanding draft, you know, wide out at, you know, that you draft and pans out to be the guy you hope he's going to be. But you included Dak in a group with some other guys. I want to say you said Mahomes, Rodgers. Yeah, he's in, the, he's in the top four, if you want to call it top four quarterbacks in the league. He's in that Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady category. The only thing, the difference with those guys is they got Super Bowl rings, but he's young in his career. Rodgers got a Super Bowl early in his career, when he early as a starter in his career. Uh, Patrick Mahomes early, Brady early. Now it's time for Dak Prescott to get one early. That's what I'm saying. It just feels like, I hate to say this, Jay, as a Giants fan. That's a whole other story. But it does feel like the franchise is overdue and Dak is the guy. And you had, I had this feeling watching Dak like, preseason of his rookie year you know you, you want to hesitate when you're like oh there's something about that guy but there was he had the arm he had the legs but also there was something about him well right people weren't people weren't gonna give him his due though early in his career because the first thing people would say is oh he can't win oh he's struggling to win they always when you have success early people try to find the next negative to continue to push that narrative he's young he's young the, you know people don't win in their first very rarely do you see guys winning their first couple of years. Like perfect situation for them to it, do it. It just doesn't. It doesn't happen. All of a sudden, Justin Herbert looks different yesterday than he did, you know, for the last five weeks. He reminded me from the beginning. The two guys I always compared Dak to was Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, but at different styles, but the same kind of guy. Good so in much, the beginning. Mm-hmm. Good in the beginning, and and then and then people start to think of him differently, and then he lives up to it and develops into a guy who can carry a team. 
he, the, but the difference is Russell Wilson has Pete Carroll and Tom Brady has Bill Belichick. And, and at this moment, Dak Prescott, he had Jason Garrett, now he has Mike McCarthy. Which is an upgrade. The dude did win the Super Bowl as a head coach. He's gone to multiple championship games and playoff appearances. It got bad in the end. Most coaches' situations get bad sometimes in the end. But then they find themselves with t- time coming out of it. John Harbaugh, Jay, was on the hot seat three years ago. Mm-hmm. But then he found Lamar Jackson. Okay, and he now all of a sudden. What about the what about rest of history? But key, what about Carroll can't win? Exactly. Pete Carroll can't win in Seattle right now to save his life. What about some of the decisions McCarthy made yesterday? By the way, what about that? You're saying it's an upgrade over Jason Garrett, and they may that may be. He went for it on fourth down in his own 34 versus a rookie quarterback in the first quarter. Um, he gave Mac Jones and a young quarterback hope early, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, and there was clock management at the end where where he calls a timeout. He calls a timeout and then kicks the field goal. If you're going to kick the field goal, why leave the, 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 the time on the clock? Well, you got the time on the clock because it's only 20 seconds, right? 24 seconds. 24 seconds. Now I need to regroup. Timeout. What are we going to do? Come here. Let's cuddle up. Let's get over here. What do we want to do? We want to go for it. Do we want to kick the field goal? How do you feel, Zerline? What are you thinking? What are you thinking, Coach? What do you think we should do, In other Dak? words, he didn't know he was going to go for the field goal you when he called the timeout. You don't necessarily know because you want to see where the ball, where the ball is going to land. All of a sudden, it's third and 25. You pick it up, and now you, you got four more downs to go. So your decisions is different. Now we don't pick it up. Timeout. Let's figure out what it is that we need to do. Do we want to make – because if I go for it and I don't make it, they're going to kill me. And if I miss the field goal, they're gonna kill me. So let's just what about the figure fact, it out. What about the fact he tries a fifty-one yarder, a field goal on fourth and two, right um, at the New England thirty-three? He doesn't go for it. So you're you're asking your Different field goal time kicker, of the game. but a fifty-one yard field goal versus Different. the guy you were talking about, Dak, to pick up two yards. Yeah, but a different time of the game, though. So you're you you have a pulse of your team, and you know exactly what y'all want to do based on the feel of your team. One situation in the first half is different than the situation in the second half late in the game. They're not the same. I want to go. I want to try a field goal in this situation. I want to go for it in this situation, or I don't. It just all depends on where it is. It's like in baseball. You hear people, Jay, in baseball, oh, that, that run's going to come back to hunt them <clears throat> early in the game. But then when you get to the ninth inning, and that team that got the run is on the L side of it, you never hear the announcer come back to yeah, say yes. anything about that run he talked about in the first half, in the first couple innings. You never it, hear about it. It can be true though that this team, because of their talent, they win despite some coaching errors down the stretch. Like that, that, that can be true. And two things, yeah, two things can be true at the same time. Dig, and, Diggs had a and, big play yes, that big helped play. him out there. And yeah. you're sitting here talking about a lot about McCarthy, but you know, Kellen Moore is designing some incredible plays offensively. I, I heard Dak Prescott talk about Kellen Moore. After the game, I didn't hear him make mention of Mike McCarthy. Yeah, the media and fans are st- second guessed so what? often that head coaches are afraid of the <laughs> negative it. outcome. There's no doubt. The NFL's lone unbeaten team was without their coach and their best defensive player, and it was not an issue as they moved to six and zero. Oh, that's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel Eighty.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. On the Dr. Pepper call-in line, we're asking, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, is Lamar Jackson the best player in the NFL? Emphasis on player in the NFL overall. But, you know, pretty soon, we're going to have to ask the question, is Arizona the best team in football? And, and you know, I, I, no one seems to want them to be the best team in football. All they do is win. What's so funny? Because you said best team in football. Keep saying, yeah. Right. And no one wants them to be the best team in football, but they beat the brakes off the Rams. Who's no one? At L.A. Who's no one? But they're, look, heading into the season, they were picked to finish fourth in the division. They're not, they don't lead shows and stuff like that, even when they win. And again, the Rams, Rams are really mm. good. It was a no contest at L.A. We, no? Yeah. See, that's what I mean, no That's cool. They're a good team. There's no question about it. They putting in work. They're doing everything. They're running the ball well. Kyler Murray is just, I mean, he's doing what he needs to do. They win every single week. I mean, there's really nothing you could nothing you could complain about with him. I mean, or them, per se. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it, it's the type of team 
that I need to see a little bit more, yeah. right? Every week it's going to be show me, show me, show me, show me, because we are all kind of waiting for the bottom, bottom to fall out just based on the history of Arizona and the history in which the style in which they play. That's all. It just feels like, speaking about volumes of a team, you go to Cleveland, right? Cleveland coming off a loss. You think Cleveland's going to bounce back in this game, even though Cleveland's depleted by injuries. See, but see, there you go, though, Jay, right? Okay. Yeah, but, but still, Cliff Kingsbury, no longer. Coach not there, you, COVID yeah, out. Yeah. Right? Other coaches on the staff out. Chandler Jones, COVID out. Can't play. A lot of questions. Like, it feels like that game is set up. Cleveland is favored in that game. Like, you just feel like Cleveland, that's the game they're going to win. And for them to come out, Start off the game twenty to nothing. It was no contest. Uh, wow. What's the what's the record of coaches, head coaches that's missing due to COVID? Feel like they're undefeated. That's a, that's a good question, right? It feels like it's undefeated this season or, or since, just COVID. In, since, since COVID. COVID. Just in general, just in general. Yeah. I don't know. We have because to look Cleveland that up. Cleveland won when Stefanski was gone. Arizona just won. It just, it feels like somebody. I mean, the feels, Raiders won. That wasn't COVID, but yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't COVID, but yeah, it it just feels like. Every head coach is missing it. their teams to win it. But it's a it's a good like Chandler Jones <laughs> had what was it six sacks the week one five six sacks week one don't have him don't have the coach Kyler Murray looks like he's playing with like whenever you see a player get to the level Kyler Murray's playing on right now like like someone's using Mike Vick back in the day in Madden right like someone it's as though it's as though some awesome player in Madden has some incredible player and there's nothing you can do Kyler Murray looks like he's playing with the NFL it's crazy well that's because it, it has slowed down for him. The game has slowed down tremendously. You could tell he's out there in the pocket playing with confidence. He's not in a panic situation. He's poised. Um, he's just slicing and dicing. No doubt. And then and opposite, it feels like Cleveland's in trouble. Sure like Cleveland does. is legitimately in trouble. Kareem Hunt out. Uh, obviously, Nick Chubbs was out uh, before this game even started. Kareem Hunt got hurt late in the game. Baker Mayfield, that shoulder injury, once again, was doing a press conference in the sling you just feel like the the bottom's falling out for Cleveland. And Odell and Baker not on the same page. They by the way, better. They look better yesterday. By the way, maybe a this is the better. simplest explanation because this is what happened to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, right? Like, no contest. If you're missing both your starting offensive tackles, <laughs> it might, you, that, that might just be what it comes down to. That was a, The game was a no contest. Anyway, the Browns now have Baker Mayfield's arm in a sling. And uh, it is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is Baker Mayfield at the post-game presser on his shoulder injury. First off, how are you feeling with your, your arms in a sling? How bad is it? Feels like Worse than the first time? Probably. Uh, you know what? MRIs and stuff tomorrow, so we'll be able to find out more. In a sense, if you'll be able to keep playing through this, Baker? I do. You will be able to keep playing through it? Yes. Is it, I mean, maybe you don't know yet, but is it the same, like a re-aggravation of the injury? Is it something new? Uh, I mean, it dislocated again and then slipped out again on a non-contact play, so just got to figure out a way to get better. Yeah, you, your quarterback, it certainly, you know, the injury is affecting his ability to deliver the football, and maybe he's out there thinking a little bit too much at times when he's missing wide-open targets. And They've got to figure out how to get him healthy. Um, he's got to figure out how to continue to just keep fighting through the little bit of adversity he's got because the Browns are still in it, although the Ravens are starting to pull away and the Pittsburgh Steelers, for whatever reason, we're not going to be able to count them out. You all had Ben Roethlisberger buried with dirt on him, and he continues to just keep coming out of the grave, grabbing one win every week. 
<laughs> I think that's more about you Tom. all. I think that's more about Tomlin than anybody. As I said, Tomlin will find wins in that schedule. Cincinnati, because they now have Burrow and Chase, they are winning. And the like this, the AFC North is it's going to be very tough. And the Browns look like they had the best team on paper to start the season, but on paper now, Jay, you said both their running backs, both their offensive tackles, Landry, Landry. Well, look at Nick Chubb back. Um, and the that, quarterback that'd be helpful for QB's them. Oh, by the way, I mean that. that with the exception of the Hail Mary pass before the half that got Donovan People Jones, like that, that it should have been thirty-seven to seven. That's one it was a thirty the, point the, loss. Key, I need to home. know before we go to break. Donovan People's Jones, he looks like the real deal to me. Knock it down. You're defending. Knock, knock it down. Knock it down. Exactly. Why do. go for it? Knock the ball down. Knock I, it down. I, a thirty point loss at Where home. Where was he taken in the draft, People's Jones? Late. That's a nice pickup. I think he was I think he was, as a return guy, he right? Was, he was no as a receiver. He was just late. Michigan didn't use him correctly. It was just Harbaugh and that crew didn't do a good job. You picked that dude up late. You are you're sitting pretty right. But now. he was always a top. Uh, he was a t- always a top prospect coming out of I think it's uh, something tech in Detroit. He went to like tech something in Detroit. That's straight talk, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. The Browns play uh, Denver Quick on turnaround. Thursday night. On top of everything else, they got a short week. Not much time to get your, your banged-up quarterback ready. What is wrong with Patrick Mahomes? That's what Keyshawn Johnson wants to know. There's so much wrong with Patrick Mahomes. Isn't <laughs> That's something you might have said if you only saw the first half of the game. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
It's time for No Huddle. You heard it on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Let's get right into it. Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions in the first half, including one really, like, weirdly bad one at the end of the half for the Chiefs in field goal range. But Mahomes bounced back in the second with two second-half touchdown passes and led another touchdown drive. So what gave him the confidence to keep pushing the ball? I don't know, maybe being the most talented athlete who ever lived. Here's what Patrick Mahomes said after the game. I think the biggest thing was the guys kept believing in me. I think that that was a big thing to me. I mean, Orlando, Travis, Tyreek, all those guys came right up to me, and they're like, you keep being you. Like, we, we know you're competing. We know, we know who you are. Uh, don't let that one thing affect how you play. And you saw it in the second half. I kept doing stuff, kept throwing the, across my body and doing all that different type of stuff because I know those guys believe in me, and I'm going to keep being that and keep fighting to the end. And that's what Patrick Mahomes has to do. He has to continue to just keep playing and doing the things that got him to be the MVP, got him Super Bowl appearances and championships. Don't allow something that went wrong in the first half affect you throughout the course of the game. Short-term memory, he certainly had it yesterday. After all this talk about Kansas City, and I mean, what does that say about Washington's defense? We'll get into that discussion a little bit later, giving up multiple point, multiple games of 30-plus points. But Kansas City sitting at 3-3. Three and three. All the talk, write them off. They're done. 3-3. Three and three. Just saying. Just keep in mind about Patrick Mahomes. He was always a mix of not just Rodgers, but Brett Favre. He was the gunslinger who didn't turn the ball over. But he still got that gunslinger in him. I mean, like, that's part of who he is. All right. With the Jaguars winning in London, the Lions have the longest, at this moment, active losing streak in the NFL. Detroit lost 34-11 to to the Bengals for their 10th straight loss dating back to last season. At least they have all those playoff wins in the last 60. Oh, wait, no, they don't have that either. Wow. Now head coach Dan Campbell is challenging quarterback Jared Goff. Guys, does this sound familiar? Listen to coach. I will say this. I don't feel like we can accurately judge him one way or another. I don't feel that way yet. Now, I will say this. I feel like he needs to step up more than he has. And I think he, I think he needs to help us, you know, just like everybody else. And, uh, I think he, he's, got to, he's going to need to put a little bit of weight on his shoulders here, and it's time to step up and make some throws and do some things. But he needs help. He needs help. Not bad observation by his coach. I think that that's the same thing that Sean McVay out in L.A. saw in Jared Goff is that it's not all on him, but he certainly is a quarterback, and when you're the quarterback of a football team, it falls on your shoulders, and he's got to be the guy that helped carry the Detroit Lions to a victory and that hasn't happened thus far. It's just crazy when you're watching that game and you have an understanding of everything that happened between Jared Goff and Sean McVay and the reason why he got to Detroit in the first place. And I'm sitting there, Max, and I'm watching Joe Burrow, and I'm saying, uh, this, here, this is why you want Joe Burrow. This is why you don't want Jared Goff. Guys, to me, that's, this is alarm bells. Dude was the number one overall pick, went to two Pro Bowls, went to a Super Bowl. McVay was making him look better than he really was, it seems to me. Now he's on his second stop, and for the second time, a coach is like, dude, you got to start playing better. Like, after this, there's no more starting job right away for Jared Goff. He would have to earn it. He goes from franchise, number one overall, to he's a backup somewhere. I mean, to me, that's, that's a big deal, coach saying that. All right, a guy who uh, 
He has been on since before this season started. The Raiders capped an emotional week with a 34-24 victory over the Broncos. In the first game since John Gruden's resignation and their first game with Rich Bisaccia as interim head coach, the Raiders snapped a two-game skid with a much-needed win. Here is Key's dude, Derek Carr. There'll be a time for the emotions of all of that, uh, but now is not the time. You know, we have time. We, um, if anything, what this did is brought us really. It for sure brought us closer um, with talking with the guys and meetings and all that kind of stuff. Um, proud of where we're at uh, and glad uh, for our organization to get a win. You know, we needed a win bad uh, this week. Um, you know, sometimes when you get punched in the gut, it's hard to bounce back, but we were able to do it. So um, we definitely needed it. We got one, and it, it definitely feels good. Yeah, I'm happy for Rich Passacci, a former special teams coach. With me and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I felt all alone when once John Gruden was gone out of the locker room, they would rally and, and, and play the way that they play. You certainly seen guys step up and play much better. These sort of situations make you play loose. And instead of playing uptight and tense all the time, you can go out there and just ball out without have to worry about repercussions of some negative stuff going on on your sideline. I think at the end of the day, they did exactly what I thought they would do, get a W. Yeah, glad they could bounce back. But on the opposite end, you're sitting there looking at the the Broncos and everybody was saying, oh, well, they're 3-0. And you're like, well, hold on a second. Those wins were against the Giants, the Jets, and the Jags. Now they've lost their last three. Not so much hype so much around the Denver Broncos anymore. Meantime, I think there are two things here. One, Derek Carr, that's an easy situation to step in if you have a close relationship with the coach and they get in trouble like that. He managed to navigate that really well, said all the right things, and then went out and played really well. And Basaccia, Key, I think you get a bounce if you lose a, a head coach who stepped in it like Gruden, a guy who has issues, obviously. If the team likes the new guy, they everyone seems to like Basaccia. I haven't heard anything bad well, about Well, everybody the loves their special teams coaches because that's who you deal with. Every, yeah. Like I said last week, Special team coaches deal with everybody. They don't have one unit that they deal with. They deal with the entire Not team. Not like a clique. No, yeah. they deal with the entire team. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Raiders, that was a big win for them. And the most impressive performance of the day, Lamar Jackson set the mm. NFL record for most wins under the age of 25. That means ever. Jackson led the Ravens to a 34-6 win over Justin Herbert and the Chargers for his 35th. That's the record. 35 wins under the age of 25. No quarterback under the age of 25 has won more than 30 games in the past two decades. Here is head coach John Harbaugh. Oh, that's the biggest one. Have people heard of that one? I know they said they hadn't heard about all these records, but they had heard about that one, right? Yeah, that's the biggest one. That's the one that we're most – I promise that's the one Lamar's most proud of, and that's the one we're all most proud of, Absolutely. John, stay talking that it, boy. He'll let you know in a heartbeat. Love, love him as a coach. Look, Lamar Jackson has given this team every opportunity to succeed. He knows what he's doing at the quarterback position. I put him in a separate category. He's not a traditional quarterback in, in no sense of the imagination. He is just a baller flat out. I mean, it's – what else? I don't even know what a – like, like Coach said, there's all these different records and different things. He's going to eclipse many records along the way. Many. So we sat there and we watched Cleveland lose yesterday, and everybody kept saying, well, you know, Kareem Hunt gets hurt late in the game, no Nick Chubb, two linemen out. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, well, that's where Baker has to go next level. Because I watched Lamar Jackson play with the depleted roster and go next level and carry his team to an incredible space. Like Lamar Jackson has it right now is the MVP. We also have to start thinking about John Harbaugh 
being the coach of the year in the league. We should start talking about that as well. Nothing he does is traditional. Like, it's so wild watching him throw the football. Nothing is over the top. Everything is to the side. It's like Friday night lights. It's like me watching high school football on a Friday night watching Lamar Jackson. Mm. I'm the best dude on the whole damn team, I'm going to get a scholarship. I don't know about the rest of y'all. That's what it, that's what <laughs> but I'm going to make y'all look yeah, even better what than what like. you are. High school it football. Does. When you go to a high school football <laughs> game, there's the 22 guys that are on the field. And there's always just one guy that's better than just everybody. And all the scouts are there watching him. And that's exactly what Lamar It's exactly is. what it is. I said, like, Kyler Murray. It's like someone playing with the best player in Madden who's just nice with his and, the, and, the, and no one could do anything. I'm reminded in 96, 1996, no one really knew Mariano Rivera, right? He turned out to be the greatest relief pitcher ever, and he destroyed the Twins. And the manager, Tom Kelly, said he belongs in a higher league. I don't know what that league is, but that's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson belongs he, – he, he's right. It looks like a man playing with boys. It looks like he is a – he's an adult, and these are kids in high school. You should not be able to do that in the NFL. His team is banged up, Jay, like you mentioned – and they're winning. The time has come to ask, is he the best player in football? And let me be very – let me – Like who's – you don't even need to go any further, Max. Who's well, better? Okay, here's the, here was the knock right. against Lamar. No, but I mean like when you look at the league yeah. in just, just a, a, a snapshot of the league, who's bet? Kyler Murray and him, could, you can have that conversation about the best player because when you look on defense – I mean, who's better than them on defense? Nobody. And who's better than those two on offense? Nobody. But the difference, okay, so here's, the, here's what it comes Maybe down Josh to. Josh Allen, could, you could argue that. Here's what it comes down to for me. Lamar wins the MVP. Oh, my God. But in his first playoff game, he was really bad in the first half especially. Got better in the second half. He made improvements but wasn't there. Meantime, Mahomes was balling out in the playoffs. Then his next year, he doesn't win MVP, but. He's much better in the playoffs, but they lose. Then last year, they won a playoff game. So now this year, I think what I'm waiting to see is can they make a pl- can he do this? What he's doing in the regular season in the playoffs? Can they? They don't have to win the whole thing, but they can they make a run, win a couple of playoff games? If they do that, it's going to be hard to say he's not the best player in football. I, I honestly think that they have a strong possibility and chance to be playing in SoFi Stadium mm-hmm. in February. Or is it late January, early February for the Super Bowl? I honestly think that. And, yes, he can take the next step because things slow down. He's getting better and better and better at understanding the game in the National Football League. This is not his early years or the first couple years in the NFL. This is now his fourth year. From one to four, you're a different player, period. You see things way different, even though it doesn't look sexy to our eyes. Because what we're looking at, we like, stand in the pocket tall, deliver the football over your shoulder. That's not who he is. I mean, the moment that you think you got him, all of a sudden, Houdini-like abilities just take over. And he's also making the best throws on the field consistently now. If you want to talk about a difference, he out through Patrick Mahomes. Like, if you just the eyeball test, he was the dude whose throws you were like, oh, my God. He out through Justin Herbert. He was the guy making those well, the, spectacular throws. Their defense throws. put a lot of pressure on Justin Herbert, too, though. I mean, so no you have to give their no defense doubt. a lot of credit in that one because, you know, their run game was actually going to be a weakness of going against the Chargers, but that defense went next level, kid. I talked I talk the other day. This was before this game. I talked to somebody at the Baltimore Ravens that I'm really close to, and he, we were just talking 
about the situation, receivers and in Lamar and whatnot. And he said, man, what you see in Lamar is everything you see every single day. Like what you see in the games is the same way he is at practice. What you see as his post-press conference is the same way that he is in, in talking to the team. It's like all of a sudden this magical light he was telling me just turns on in the games because they as a staff, they just sit back sometimes and go, just let him do what he do. Don't get in the way. By the way, I'll bring it up again. According to Sharp Analytics, Warren Sharp, football, right? He was the most accurate passer. Think about this carefully. At age 21, Lamar Jackson, statistically, was the most accurate passer in the history of the NFL. The most accurate in the history. That doesn't mean you wind up at age 27 the most accurate ever, but it's certainly a pretty good indicator it, that you can throw the ball. But it looks different to the eye. Mm-hmm. And because it looks different, it's hard for those that evaluate quarterbacks to accept that he's doing it a different way. You know, it's like I've always taught you how to cook this cake a certain way. Mm. Now, you come up with your own way of doing it, and it comes out the same. And you're like, well, wait a minute, man. You left eggshells in there. Well, it's still the same no, cake. I think it didn't is- come out the same. It came out better. You're like, hold on. Yeah. It came out better with eggshells in it? Jay, you know what I think that is, Key? You know what I think that is? Because technique is a means to an end, right? But for 99.999% of people, right, if you don't have that technique, you will not achieve the end you're looking for. There are rare exceptions where they can achieve the end with a technique that's not what you've what what everyone else needs to kind of abide but, by. But right? it's all but in in all sorts of sports though, whether it's basketball, you know, oh he can't shoot because he's not his elbows not Lonzo tucked Ball. In. Lonzo well, Ball man, looks like still making shots. He can shots. shoot the thing now, yeah. Yeah, but he what I'm saying, now. but he's still making yeah. shots. But it's a broken looking shot, it, but it goes it, in. It's broken. It looks funny, but it goes in. Or you you talk about football, Lamar throwing sidearm. It's like, man, you're not supposed to do that. Well, it looks pretty damn good to me. Phillip Rivers did it for a hundred years. I am gonna let you know that just because a Chicago Bull fan, his form isn't broken. His form is fixed. Oh. Okay. If you watch him shoot, it's fixed. And like, it's not bringing almost, it across it, his body anymore? No, it's not across the body anymore. But it, it's interesting about Lamar. Like, people just say it looks bro- – but it's not when you look at it, though, Key. That's how he it's throws. Not. It's crazy. If they, try to, if they try to correct his delivery, Lamar Jackson will just be another guy. Steph Curry, though. Got to let him do You want to correct that shot, right, because he doesn't hold his follow-through. It's a slingshot approach, which they teach you never to do, but yet he's one of the most prolific shooters you've ever results. seen. No. Same thing. Yeah, let's We're, change it. Let's get him in there. Let's with see a, where that goes. Yeah, let's see how, <laughs> how that works out for him. We're asking on the at Key, J, and Max uh, Twitter feed, and also 888-729-3776, the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call-in line. Is Lamar Jackson the best player in the NFL? Why or why not? College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Steve in D.C. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willimax. Steve, you there? Yeah. What's good? Dak Prescott is the best player in the NFL right now. No if and buts about it. You Cowboys fan? Cowboys fan, all the way. Well, yeah, I, there's not. Do you know what, man? I I I don't have an argument with that. The pro- only problem, the only problem that I would push back on, is that he's working with more from a from an offensive skill position standpoint 
and Lamar really isn't. Lamar has Andrews and really Andrews <laughs> and really Andrews. Yeah. Oh, why are you he killing Hollywood yeah. Brown like that, I'm man? I'm not killing Hollywood Brown. I'm just saying <laughs> Andrews, Andrews, and Andrews. And then Hollywood Brown. That's that's yeah. the, that's a pecking order. You don't want to think about Andrews, that. But, but, Andrews, Andrews, and then Hollywood Brown. But can you can you He's make, working with less than Dak. But I mean, so that gets used against Dak because he has more talent on this team? Well, you say the best player when you're carrying your offensive unit, like literally carrying the offensive unit, yes, it pushes Dak down. Dak, may, here's the thing about Dak, I'll say. Tom Brady early in his career never looked like the best player in football. He was the guy you wanted, but Peyton looked better. A lot of guys you would say at the time, or several guys you would say, really, if you go back and remember Tom Brady year four or five, he wasn't considered basically, the, usually, the number one player. But over time, he showed that the number one player, it's not just about the stuff that jumps out at you. And Dak has some stuff that jumps out at you, but over time, maybe he proves the same thing. It just feels like Lamar Jackson is, like, I hear you guys saying, I think he's the best player, but also, like, number one cheat code. It's yeah. a cheat code in the NFL. But it's, it's a cheat code that people can't figure out. They can't That's figure it, it out. It makes you the best. So I agree. Yeah. Agreed. Dalton in Indiana, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Who's the best player in the NFL? Is it Lamar Jackson? Uh, what I have to say there is what makes Trayvon Diggs from the Dallas Cowboys not the best player right now with what he's doing with that defense by himself, technically, with the depleted defense that they have. And if well. you take if you take into order of what he's doing with the people that he has around him, he looks like the best player in the NFL to me. No, I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't give it to him. He certainly has been playing at a, a high clip, but I wouldn't say he's the best player in the NFL. Best player in the NFL is carrying that entire unit. Well, uh, listen, Aaron Donald used to be the best player in the NFL because he carried the the defense couldn't operate without Aaron Donald Diggs at is all. A, whatsoever. Diggs is a difference maker, but it's hard to make that argument. The day after he gets beat, like well, he, he gets the interception, and then Mac that's, Jones that's, picks on him like the next play. That's the one play, though. I mean, I mean, don't discount the play he had before. I think I that mean, was a bro. Great. I think that was a miscommunication in the secondary too. So, I, I there's no question Diggs will be up for Defensive Player of the Year if he continues up this clip for sure. But when you talk about carrying a unit, Aaron Rodgers carries a unit. Okay, you could argue Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the league. Yeah. Kyler Murray carries a unit. You mm-hmm. could argue Kyler Murray is the best player in the, in the league. But Lamar Jackson doesn't have a Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. He just doesn't have the, the, the stuff. But he's out there slicing and dicing, and his statistical numbers may not always be eye-popping. He may turn the ball over. Uh, yeah, they are. Wins. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's all, I, all that matters is the W. <laughs> they are eye-popping. The number of wins he gets. By the way, Diggs is excellent. Four. You know when he's going to go next level? When the, he, I know turnover differential is big. When they stop throwing to his side of the field. Yeah. That's when he'll have like Yeah, they're still challenging value. him. Yeah. They're still challenging but him. But on the Lamar tip, he may turn the ball over because he has to do exponentially more. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I can I'll take that. that. As long on as the, he doesn't turn it over at the wrong time. On the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, 66% of people said, no, Lamar Jackson's not the best player in the NFL. By the way, that means a third of the people say he is, and that's against the entire field, right? That's against every other player in the the NFL. A third of the people say it's Lamar Jackson. Shane says, so far this season, I would go with Brady. You can make an argument. 
Jim says Mahomes. By the way, Mahomes has an argument too. So he's on pace for like what, 48 touchdowns. Yeah, I just I, I, I get what everybody is saying. I'm just of the belief that Lamar's doing more with less. Brady no got doubt. a whole Brady got a whole cupboard, man, and a pantry full. He ain't gonna never start. Oh, that's like mm-hmm. opposites. Brady's got everything he needs. Yeah. Lamar's got nothing. Yeah. Stop, man. Still Mahomes, year in and year out. He's right there. Even if you don't think he's won, he's right there. Last year's MVP still owns the Midwest. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.